Today, learn how you can save tens of thousands of dollars with one simple, legal piece of advice. Are you a leader trying to get more from your business and life? Me too. So join me as I document the conversations, stories, and advice to help you achieve what matters in your life. Welcome to Unbound with me, Chris Dubois. Sally Gimmon is a real estate investor and insurance agent. In 2020, she purchased a bank-owned property, which sold a few years later for more than twice its value. After learning the tax costs on her capital gains, Sally started researching. This deep dive into the tax code and other resources led her to find the business and beneficial Spendthrift Trust. Today, Sally helps entrepreneurs establish trust to create a vehicle for wealth building, enabling them to reallocate funds that previously would have been lost in taxes. Sally, welcome to Unbound. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun because uh, like we were just talking, I know nothing about trusts and I know very little on just the tax savings, the financial side. And so uh, I'm sure there are other company founders who are in the the same situation. And this episode is going to pack quite a punch. So so many. Exactly. I I just talked to um, not the county I live in, two counties over. I was at their... um, what do you call it? They're, they're mixers at this morning. And a mm-hmm. gentleman who came up to me, he has three subway. Uh, he's a franchise franchisee owner. And he's like, I need to talk to you. Literally. He's calling his wife to go into the, uh, the file drawer to get his taxes from 2021, just so we can figure out the uh, figure. So I'm like, I don't have my calculator in front of me, but we'll use what's on the computer. So you'll just, the rich know this, the U S presidents, um, the Rockefeller set this up. So few people like uh, CPAs, financial advisors, uh, lawyers don't know about this and they don't know to tell their clients. So you having me on your podcast just helps so many more people. Right. And so let's uh, let's get into it. What okay. uh, can you give us your backstory? Just so we have some basis. Um, here. My backstory back in October of 2018, my parents drove from Goodyear, Arizona, that's 20 miles west of Phoenix, to the Charlotte area for my oldest nephew's wedding. My mom along the way, she got septic of the blood. She was on a ventilator for uh, 13 months. She was in the hospital for 15 months. Nine of those months were in uh, the Charlotte area. My dad stayed with her. So going, I was going from my uh, house in Phoenix to their house three days a week to just check the mail. First week of December, a huge fat letter, uh, 27 pages thick, was her, her Medicare statement, not a bill, just a statement. And for one month in the hospital on a ventilator, in big, bold black letters, it's at $172,000. I don't know if you can remember like certain times in your life where you everything's crystal clear. I, I remember the guy who went around the corner in a golf cart with an ugly plaid sweater on. I'm like, ooh, that, <laughs> yo. So my dad, retired military. My mom's completely taken care of. I'm standing in their kitchen. Um, I'm working as a Medicare broker, uh, commission and m- money. I have student loans. I have credit card debt. I have a mortgage. I have two car payments. My a Nissan uh, 280ZX I had for three weeks. I went through on a green light on Indian School Road. Somebody who was high ran the red light, T-boned me on the passenger side. So I had to get another car ASAP because I had to get to work. And I was broke. In my parents' kitchen, I called my friend Glenn. And he said, hey, next week, we're going to have a Christmas party. Come to the party and, and meet some people. They're all real estate investors, got involved with real estate investing. I, I've done very well with real estate investing. 
So the house you're talking about, um, I bought it in July of 2020. It was a contract. It was a bank-owned reverse mortgage for $20,000, and it was going to go to auction for $50,000, but all the courts were closed because of COVID. So it was 13 months, and I'm like, whoa, I know my tax rate's 24%. I know how much capital gains are going to be. I need to do something. Um, the National Real Estate Group, a gentleman named Garrett Gunderson, wrote a book called uh, What the Rockefellers Do. The Rockefellers have this trust. They call it their office. And they have almost um, seven generations old. So, you know, let's say a 200 years old and that they also have 400 people in it. U.S. presidents have this trust. I started Googling, researching things because my background, I can have intelligence. I found the law firm in Texas. It's a private firm. And, I, you know, I became a client. And then I started teaching in my mastermind group because real estate investors pay a lot of money in taxes. So that little house... Um, it was a four-bedroom, one-bath house. The woman had passed away, unfortunately. I had to do – it was in my LLC. So I did two bill of sales. I Googled it. One bill of sale from my LLC to me the set for in a consideration of $10. You know, When I was getting it notarized, I handed $10 to the, pers the person at the bank. Mm -hmm. Then she handed it back to me. The second bill of sale from me to, to, to the trust, I sent it to the attorney in Raleigh. The, role, the attorney asked me for the uh, first page of the trust. And on August 28th of 2021, uh, when it went to auction, it started at 50000 went all the way up to 60, over 64000 I made $44,000 without lifting a hammer. But more importantly, I saved $10,550 in capital gains that would have been due April 15th, 2022. I've done more real estate in the trust, and then I also run three businesses in the business trust, because I, it's an amazing thing. And so few people have heard about this trust. I want to teach as many people as possible. Well, and I am very excited to learn, as I'm sure many of our listeners are. So yes. why don't we start with uh, just defining a trust, just kind of how it differentiates from having like a business. Exactly. Now in the United States, 97% of the trusts that are sold, my mom and dad had this, are called a family trust. You know, this is what CPAs and financial advisors sell for about $1,000. Susie Orman talks about it on TV. Only thing it's designed is to avoid going through probate. If you have a will, you have to go in front of a judge and pay, pay court costs and everything else. Then it dissolves. You know, I'm, when I finish my dad's 2022 taxes, all the money gets divided between my brothers and I. The Spendthrift Trust the history comes back from way back in England when King Henry VIII got in trouble for chopping off his wife's heads. He started the Church of England. You know, let's make my own church, why not? So he went to go tax right. the lords and ladies, and they went further back into history to the Magna Carta. You can re uh, Google this if you want to. And they said, you can't do this. So it's a contract from England, came over to the United States when we were still a colony. The law firm I, I work on behalf, they, they have a trust that is turning 350 years old, 300, 350 years old in 2023 mm. and has about 100 people under the same, the trust has its own EIN, uh, uh, employee identification number, so they can do right. things. The trust will not hold any LLCs, S-Corps or C-Corps, because that's statutory law, that's state law, and it's all different. Mm -hmm. So I personally shut down six LLCs, and I don't have to write, uh, do K-1 filings on March 15th anymore. That was costing me $300 per K-1. So that saved me a lot of money. And, you know, 
I have yeah. notes where I'm the mortgage where I I have the mortgage in the house. People pay me. That's interest income. That's taken care of. A friend of mine does mm-hmm. options trading for me. That's considered. Um, people don't realize when you do options, a year or less on the options, you get charged forty percent on your profit. A year or more, it's sixty percent. So that's covered by the trust. Mm. Um, it, it's an amazing thing. Um, I, I, I want to teach people as much as possible. And I have examples of people who make 1099 income more than I do. I, my business trust has not paid for itself just yet. My beneficial trust has paid for itself seven times over already. You know, all the, all the money I'm saving from uh, the real estate I'm doing and everything. Right. Wow. That's amazing. Um, what, so, I mean, you can essentially run whatever you need through the, the trust. What limitations, I guess, are there for besides, you know, S-Corps, C-Corps, things like that? What, what can you use the trust for in order to assist on this, the tax side? The, the trust is just like an LLC. Um, unfortunately, if you have W-2 income or pension or 401k income, that cannot be in the trust until you convert it to, you know, to, to money. But the trust, um, the trust will do, pay for your mortgage. The trust will pay for your electricity. The trust will pay for your water bill. The trust will, uh, if you put your vehicles into the trust, they'll pay for the registration, the insurance, homeowners and, and uh, um, car insurance. It'll pay for the maintenance. It'll pay for the gas. Um, I, I do have a blue debit card and a red de- debit card. With the beneficial trust, that's for investors. The three things the beneficial trust does not cover is food, fun, personal food, fun, and fashion. So you can do a demand letter. So my car right now is when I bought it, 2015 vehicle, paid $27,500. If I did not have the business trust, I can do a demand letter up to uh, $27,500 to cover my food, fun, and fashion. Uh, back in March, when I went on a cruise, it was a business business cruise. The trust paid for all of that, paid for my airfare, paid for my hotel stay in Los Angeles, paid for me on the cruise, um, the cruise, all the food was there. I don't know if you've ever been out West, but I love Seas Candy. And so when I was at the airport, when I bought the uh, Seas Candy, I had to use the blue debit card for the, uh, the business trust. I just keep track that way. Um, it's not right. hard to work with. You have a debit card. When you open up the bank account, you'll have a debit card to do your transactions. The only difference with your personal home is you're not going to put it 100% into the trust until you plan to sell it. So let's say you're going to stay in the house for the next 10 years and then put it on the market. So April of 2000, uh, 2033, you'll go and change the deed from your maybe you and your wife's name or maybe just your name, change that to the trust name, and then you won't have to worry about capital gains. You can sit at your personal house when you're married. You can save $500,000 in capital gains. And when you're um, single, divorced, or widow, you would only be able to save $250,000. But, you know, why even have to file all this special paperwork with your 1040 tax return? The trust files a 1041. So there's special considerations with this. And it's, I'm sorry, I'm biased. It's a beautiful thing to work with. (laughs) Right. So in order to use your home or to be able to put your home in the trust, uh, you need to fully own the property. You can't have a loan with a bank. Even if you have a mortgage on it, you can put the house into the trust. 
There is a thing okay. called a due on cause that, you know, the bank can say, I'm going to call, call the mortgage. As long as you're paying the mortgage every month, they're never going to issue that due on clause. If, if, if it comes from a different bank account, they're like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take that money. Um, you know, it, right. you're going to save, I, I can't, you're not going to be tax free, but you're going to, with the business trust for 1099 income earners, I can legally say you'll save 70% uh, on your federal taxes. I, many of my clients are up to 90 or 92%. For the beneficial trust, for investors, any investor, you won't pay capital gains, interest income, dividend income, rental income, or royalties uh, ever again. So you do away with the 1031 exchange. You do away with the timeline. It's a great thing. Right. So one of the one of the kind of exercises or thought process I put uh, my coaches through shares, it's called the leader's levers. And it's just four different ways that you can, things that leaders have where they can use them as leverage in order to make stuff happen just because they're in that position as a leader. One of those methods is capital because generally speaking, leaders have access to a budget or, or different things. And I think that this trust is the perfect way to be able to reallocate funds just by moving some over and having this entity. Um, you're now opening yourself up to be able to reallocate capital in a way that can actually benefit you yes. and for your business, for how, whatever you're trying to lead. Um, at what point does it make sense to actually open a trust? Like how much capital do you need before that becomes a, a sound? The good question. Play? It, it's going to be uh, depend on what you're doing. One of my examples I'm going to give to you right now is a real estate agent here in the mm -hmm. Charlotte area. She's divorced. So she's filing single. Um, she, she says she makes $70,000 a year. So she's at the 22, uh, federal tax rate. Um, there's figures you to do everything else. And at 70%, she's going to be, um, she's going to be saving $7,495 and 25 cents. She thinks because we haven't done a foreclosure since, um, March of 2020, uh, when COVID shut down, there's a whole bunch of foreclosures mm -hmm. coming. She expects her business to go much, much faster, you know, uh, do more business, do more uh, pre foreclosures. So that's why she got the trust because her, it saved her more than $5,000. She was paying so much more in taxes right. than before. Another example, uh, if you don't mind my showing, uh, talking yeah, about, please, it's a married couple. I, uh, the wife is 1099. I don't know much about what she does, but we were, the husband and I were on a Zoom together. He, they, he said they make uh, $200,000 a year. They're at 24% mm -hmm. the filing jointly, uh, doing all the, doing all, all the information at 70%, uh, comparing what the trust would say would be $24,360 at least at 70%. He's just like, I need this trust now. We paid so much more because he doesn't have his, these were his 2021 paperwork that we were looking at because mm -hmm. his 2000. Uh, 22 taxes weren't done. He's an affiliate marketer. His Everything has grown in 2022 and 2023. So he's making more money now than ever before. And he's just like, this is going to save me thousands of dollars. So it's the same money that you're, you'll make the money you make, but you're going to save the taxes that you normally would have to pay. Right. So just in tax savings, it sounds like 10% is like a a minimum savings amount. Is that Correct. So, you know, with, with the real estate agent, you know, with, with the numbers we ran, you know, she, it, I'll be honest, one trust, most of my, uh, the majority of my clients have either the business trust or have the beneficial trust. I, I do have both. 
But, you know, with uh, one trust is $20,500 up front. It has to be wired or a cashier's check. For the real estate agent, mm-hmm. She, you know, so far this year, she's made $70,000. She's got four more properties under contract right now. So I can't help her with the $70,000 she's already made. But it's going to go from, um, she started June 30th. It's going to go forward with what she's dealing with. So the four properties that, right. you know, I don't know how much she's, she'll make on each of those properties, but she's running them through the trust. So instead of signing her name on the paperwork, she's going to sign her name and just put TT after it. She's the uh, uh, trust uh, um, trust uh, person. And then she's got a new bank account that she's got to make sure her, her commissions go into. Right. Okay. So it's, it's making sense to me. Okay. Um, hopefully. Hopefully everybody else is keeping up with us. <laughs> uh, what are some of the different things that people are that you've seen people doing with their trust once they've set it up? How are they actually benefiting from having this separate from just tax savings? Correct. Um, what uh, a gentleman who three three years in a row he's in Texas. He does the Burr strategy: buy, rehab, re uh, rebuild. There's uh, three R's. I don't have them all. For three years in a row, he kept going to his CPA saying, I'm paying too much in interest income. And his CPA, three years in a row, said, stop buying so many houses. I mean, who tells you that? He's got 85 houses. So his friend told me told me about this. Um, you know, we, he, he has all these um, houses that he had to change the title over. So he took them to the title company, 10 a week, asked them to do this. The mm-hmm. attorney at the title company contacted me and he goes, we, d- we deal with a lot of real estate investors. Talk to me about this. With what Michael's doing, compare what we, in 2021, he paid $135,000 in interest income. He got all, ten, all 85 houses into the trust August of 2022. So we saved him partial amount. The trust... Um, I, I don't know if you know the IRS rule that if your kids work for you, you can pay them up to $15,000. So he was letting his kids do that so he could pay for their private school. Their private school was $24,000 per child. So the trust is paying for them to go to school. The trust is doing other things. And then this is, uh, Michael is, um, came from the Khmer Rouge. Like he, he was an immigrant here. So he purposely has started a charity with the money he's saving to help other people who, who came over penniless and things like that. My yeah. other gentleman up in the state of New York, uh, he's near where um, I hate to talk about it, but you know, when Buffalo had that um, shooting at the grocery store a few, uh, a few months ago, mm-hmm. he set up a charity to help all, I, I don't know how many grandmothers and grandfathers were killed, but his charity is going to help the families that lost breadwinners there. And he's just right. like, why won't I help the people in my community? That you know, it's just a way to do things. For right. me personally, um, my mom grew up uh, very food insecure uh, during World War II in Ireland. So every time I sell a trust, I make a donation her name to St. Mary's Food Bank in Phoenix because that's where she always donated to. That's awesome. This is a great way just to be able to. Uh have the capital to give back. Exactly. Here, you know, is, no, awesome. no one's telling people to give back, but this is what I know some of my clients are doing some amazing things for people. Right. Um, in addition, I think we had, we had talked, I want to say the gentleman's name was Robert. If that jogs your memory on, on the pizza places. Correct. Correct. Uh, could you, could you share that story? Um, he, I live in Charlotte. I, I'm not making fun of New Yorkers, but half of Long Island moves down here. 
So it's New York style pizza. It's very <laughs> thin white pizza. It's, I love it. So my friend and I were sitting, you know, we, we met for pizza and we're just sitting there talking for about three hours. And I was telling her about a client and Roberto is from Italy. He comes out and he goes, can I talk, can I talk to you? He's got two different pizzerias in the area. He's making about $12,000 mm. uh, in uh, 1099 income every month. He has two sons who have grown up working the pizza, pizza, uh, the pizza rear places. His thing is he's going to be saving so much money every year in taxes. Um, I want to say, I, I, I'm not good with numbers. I'm dyslexic, but I want to say we're going to save him about $43,000 every year. So first mm -hmm. year, it's going to be kind of almost uh, break even about $7,000 because he's got to pay for the trust. So the year two and then year three, in year three, he's going to open up a third location and then he plans to open up a fourth location. And then he's going to retire and leave two to one son and two to the other son and that they are going to be all part of the trust. And then they won't have to pay 1099 income because you know, it's going to go from generation to generation. Right. And that's one simple decision to start a trust, just set up his family to uh, set. I mean, his grandkids are going to be uh, hopefully good to go. So that's it. Exactly. Amazing that uh, just being able to like having access to this knowledge. Right. It's not, is, are there any stipulations or restrictions for who can actually even apply for for a trust? Or to, so uh, there's no, there's no, I'm going to tell you a bad story, but I'll tell you anyways. Someone <laughs> who has this trust, if you remember OJ Simpson, you know, he was acquitted mm -hmm. for both, uh, for killing his wife and Ron Goldman. Unfortunately, the Goldman sued OJ Simpson for wrongful death. OJ Simpson has this trust. So all his football memorabilia, all his um, real estate, everything else is in the trust. OJ Simpson is worth nothing on paper. Uh, the old adage from Nelson Rockefeller, own nothing, control everything. So the Goldman's suit against him, yes, it's out there, but he's got no money to pay for that lawsuit, and he never has to pay for that lawsuit again. I've had several clients, um, one client um, who has 100 doors up in Chicago, he, caused a, what, he has a huge RV, you know, one of those that you need a bus license for. Last, uh, last year, he couldn't slow down in an accident. He hit the car in front of him. The car went to, into the uh, the car in front of that. No one's injured, but two cars are damaged. You know, the woman jumps out of the car that's squished in the middle. She goes, I'm going to sue you for everything that you have. Because she can see his RV's worth what, a quarter of a million dollars easily. So the insurance card and the registration are in the trust's name, but the driver's license is in Patrick's name. So, you know, everything gets fixed. For uh, eight weeks after the accident, he gets a lawsuit from her for pain and suffering and you know things like this for a hundred for four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. All he had to do was just send the uh, the first page of the trust back. You know, talk to the attorney. And he's like, I, I've got no money. I, I, I'm worth nothing. Here, here's my information on paper. And you know, she has no idea. He has a hundred rental properties up in the Chicago area. Making, he's probably gonna make the up. He's probably worth an easy $10 million with all his rentals. You know, he's a very well, um, well healed investor. Right. So this is a, an interesting way to have kind of protection of your assets. As exactly. Well. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's interesting. So and, and then what, the, Oh, go ahead. The other thing the trust will do, if you're selling a business, any business, you know, mm -hmm. an Amazon store, I just helped a gentleman in uh, June, 
sell a HVAC store. He's got bursitis mm-hmm. of the knees and he's going to get on social security disability. Now, social security, this is a crazy rule. I know this because I, I was a uh, Medicare broker. Every October uh, and November, Social Security looks at things uh, two years ago, two years back to see how much money you made. If you're making too much money, it, they look at the 1041. So he sold his mm-hmm. business for uh, $1.7 million. He put it in the trust. Just to give you an idea, I, I'm doing my math while I'm talking to you. We're going to save him at 15%, $255,000. And then if he had to pay 20%, you know, let me redo this. Give me one second. One second. Times two. Or $340,000. You know, his wife is just like, do you know what that's going to do for our retirement? That's that's six yeah. figures that they weren't aware that they would have to pay come April 15th, 2024, because they sold this business June 30th. Well, his business broker right. con- contacted me for that. Um, you know, he didn't pay for the trust until July 3rd. You know, from the selling of the business, the business broker, because he's an affiliate, got uh, when I got paid on the 5th, I sent him $600. And then the business broker told the gentleman who bought the HVAC company, you need this trust to keep 1099 income. So he made $1,200 off of uh, the, the two people getting the trust. It, it bro- Win, 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 win for everybody. Right. And that's... <sighs> People listening to the the audio version of this can't see me shaking my head in disbelief at the, like how <laughs> correct, much money that people can be saving. Um, man, I guess one one last question uh, to kind of wrap up uh, this topic: what what mistakes have you seen with people just trying to set up their uh, trust on their own, or I don't, I don't even just using their trusts? Correct. I several mistakes I've seen. Um, so uh, two different people who've contacted me have used, um, paid a lot of money for the trust and have had no training on it with, with the law firm I work with, because it's their name on it. You know, you've got an entire team working with you to uh, get things in there. You have a retainer, uh, mm-hmm. to talk to a CPA, you know, help you figure things out. And then I, somebody else I talked to, um, it was a hodgepodge of four different trusts put together. And if someone tries to sue you, you know, if it goes to court, if you pierce the veil of the trust, you could lose everything. Just to give you, and I'm not trying to be political, mm-hmm. but somebody that I'm following, um, for, uh, former President Trump's dad bought this trust way back in the 70s. If you're following what's happening with Donald Trump right now, they're trying to pierce the veil of the trust. He's like Teflon. It's just bouncing off of him. But all the people around him are going to jail. I don't know if all the different lawsuits can do this or not. But that, that's one of the things they work with. Another thing that I see a lot of mistakes with, do you know anything about 1031 uh, tax, uh, 1031 exchange? I do not. It's a special tax code for real, for real estate. It can't be for your personal home okay. that you can um, defer the capital gains, but you have to keep renewing it and renewing it. I have talked to 11 adult children who, whose parents are incapacitated or have passed away they all of a sudden got a tax bill from the IRS saying you've got to pay these capital gains from way back in the 90s or uh, tw- uh, 2004. They're like, where does this come from? Like, your parents did a 1031 and didn't continue it. Now, now you're responsible. And it, it can get ugly. I mean, we're talking $20,000, $30,000, easily. And all of a sudden, you got a tax bill you didn't know about? That, that could be a little bit da- daunting for people. Right. 
now I have to go talk to my parents and make sure uh, I'm safe. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you, you know, <laughs> with my you know, my parents' house, they they bought their house in Goodyear. I want to say they paid one hundred and twenty thousand for it. I I had to get permission with my brothers. They they they're like, why would we put it in the trust? And I'm like, because we're not on the title. We sold the house for three hundred ninety as is. So we would pay the capital gains, you know, against it because we weren't on the title. And my brother's like, we'll save this in the trust. I'm like, yes, you'll save it in the trust. One brother signed off ASAP. The other brother, I had to send a a notary after him to three different places. I'm like, Neil, just sign the paperwork before we sell the house tomorrow. That's all I need you to do. So, but, you know, um, we save quite a bit of money uh, between the three of us because we put it in, we did I did a quick claim deed. My father unfortunately passed away during COVID in the hospital, so I couldn't get him to sign anything. So I did a quick claim deed and then put it into the into the Spendthrift Trust. My my brothers are um, beneficiaries of the trust, so we could split the money equally between the three of us. Right. That's a another thing to just consider uh, being able, like opening up your trust to to your family to make sure that uh you know they're putting their assets in to kind of protect everybody as well. Um, exactly. Like you know, yeah. all, all my nieces and nephews are W2 employees. So I purposely buy them silver coins for Christmas and their birthday saying, Hey, now you've got an asset for the trust. But um, it, it just, right. I, I, I just spoke to somebody. I was telling you about the gentleman who has three subway plazas, uh, subway shops mm-hmm. today. And he's just like, I need to talk to you. I, he, he's on the phone with his wife to get out his tax paperwork from 2021 to start running numbers. And he's just like, can you send me the application? I'm like, sure, let me get home and mail, email it to you. So it, right. it was a good thing. It's awesome. Uh, well, Sally, this has been a very informative conversation. Um, I want to go into our kind of semi-rapid fire. We're not going to go that okay. fast. But, um, what, uh, what book do you recommend everybody read? My favorite book, it sounds crazy. Um, it's an older book by uh, Joseph Murphy, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Literally, you put a thought before you go to bed, and next morning you have an entire plan set up for it. So I, I, I love the book. And then you just gave me the, uh, uh, a Richard Bo- uh, uh, Roser book uh, for chat, uh, chat GPT yeah. that I have to read. Yeah, that's uh, like episode 10 of the podcast, too. He talks about uh, this so you can- you can go back and watch that one. Yes. Um, so uh, what is next for you professionally? Um, I am just signed up for a, a speaking tour, uh, you know, to work, uh, talk on stages because I want to talk to as many people as I can mm-hmm. and start doing this. So you're going to start maybe seeing me at uh, Forex conventions, I, just if, as someone who does Forex investing, they get taxed twice. Interest mm-hmm. income. And capital mm. gains, but you know, I'm trying to trying to get the word out to as many different conventions as right. possible because people don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's very true, more true than probably what most people even realize. Um, finally, where can people find you? At my website, thetrustisyou.com. I have free 18 minute education that I'll email you to uh, email to you. I'm going over the slide deck. I, I talk you through it. Uh, because most people need to learn about this and then they can schedule an appointment. Yeah. And then every Monday night, 8 p.m. East Coast time, 
I do a live Q and A. Um, it's on Zoom, so people can come uh, there if they want, or set up an individual uh, Zoom meeting if they prefer. Awesome, and I would strongly encourage anyone to go ask their questions during one of those sessions. Exactly, uh, exactly. Because, I, because we probably only touched the surface on this episode. <laughs> so, Sally, thank you for joining me. This has been a this has been a great episode. I appreciate you having me, Chris. I wish you the best. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about your situation. Well, one of the things I do yeah. want listeners to know: the most expensive way, if they're being an independent, you know, working for themselves, is to be uh, taxed as a W two employee. At least try to get everything put into a ten ninety nine because you can start mm-hmm. taking deductibles more and things like that. So I appreciate you having me right. on the show. Um, when, when this does get dropped, let me know, and I will put it out to all uh, on my social media too. Awesome. Sounds great. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. And for more information on how to build effective and efficient teams through your leadership, visit leadingforeffect.com. As always, deserve it.